She got them pretty eyes, time to make you wonder. Pretty lies on them, why I showed her. My cheap disguise isn't holding over. I fantasize by the life that's over. What's up with you, girl? You've been quiet. You live in my mind uninvited. All the lies that you said can be silent. I'm trying to get through, but you're hiding. I'm just trying to see where you are. I just want to see where your mind's been laid. All the time we spend in the dark Knowing that you're something to fight for, baby I'm just trying to see where you are I just want to see where your mind's been lately All the time we spend in the dark Knowing that you're something to fight for, baby yeah. Talk to me like you didn't want me back then I don't want to know how you've been if it's for your friends Just playing basic demand I mean, when you're playing futures, every point is 50 bucks So I catch, you know six seven point trade that's 350 400 bucks you know yeah so futures are interesting so it's like the reason why i play futures is because there's no greeks to mess with you don't have to pick a strike you don't have to pick an expiration you know nothing like that it's like you're trading commons but they're contracts same deal as options you know you deliver it on expiration if you decide to exercise it but so I primarily play futures the last like month, month and a half, only because I just don't like messing with th like theta and everything like that for zero DTE and all that bullshit. So yeah, we had a kid yeah, today, I mean, or a guy, a man. I don't even know who it was. A person today, <laughs> no, man. I don't even know a person today in the Discord that they bought zero DTEs on something and then got IV crushed in the first thirty minutes and couldn't figure out why this like the stock went the direction that they wanted, but they were down twenty five percent. And I had to explain to him, I was like, this is the hard, hard lesson you're going to learn. But once you learn it, you're going to be fine. Like, <laughs> Don't forget it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So those yeah, crushes, they'll volatility. get you. Yep. That's like all those times we played AMC. It's like, I looked at the implied volatility. It's like 200%. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. I got to get out of this as quick as I possibly can. There was a while crazy. there that that was all you were trading. For option wise you were playing uh teddy you're trading Damn. spy and amc father of amc dude that was my that was my first name switch i had in a long time i went straight into <laughs> then it was father of ford a few weeks ago and then i think yep. i've done spy daddy something like that if i hit a certain amount of <laughs> trades in a row i just get hyped up i mean amc had really good range for like a good three or four weeks it was just yep. awesome to play but that implied volatility was insane like in we and out it. in and out you know yeah, we did. Those were fun. Ant, how was your day? Uh, <clears throat> my day was really good. Um, I played Lucid early. Um, I played puts on Lucid early, and that did well. And then I played QQQ, I think, three times. Um, the Honestly, my most profitable trade on that was uh, a demand bounce. Um, so I went long at a demand once, and that did really well. Um I don't know. I've just been keeping it real simple. Like, you know, if I can play the cues, I'll play the cues because obviously technicals hold up very well. And, you know, I can just watch cues and VIX. Um, yeah, good day. How was yours? You know, pretty good. I was, I missed like five entries, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know how often Booch and um, Anthony hop on my stream, but I always miss entries on Spy over and over and over because i'm picky on contract price yeah like i'm i'm real picky on what i'm gonna buy it at and so i always miss like big like 50 percenters or like 20 percenters like four or five times a day 
and everyone in my like discord is like well i took them and made 50 percent, and i'm like well great fuck you but um <laughs> like it's it's, it's good it's like, but it's uh... bad <laughs> PGIR, you know, like this guy took a trade uh, with the beginning of it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? This guy took a trade, made, made more, more money than, than me. I did. Yeah. <laughs> on my trade. Yeah. <laughs> Got to yeah, get you exactly. on that futures train, Teddy. Dude, you I don't mean... have to be picking strikes and expirations and all that crap. You can just trade it like they're commons and call it a day. Oh, dude, I should, to be completely honest. What do you trade them on? So there's a bunch of different brokers that I use. I know a lot of people use Thinkorswim, but. There's a lot of commissions on them as well. So I actually trade through a prop firm where they fund your account basically and you have to pass an evaluation. And once you pass, you know, you collect like 90% of your winnings basically. And That's you can not withdraw bad. Like a thousand bucks to three grand. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's other ones like AMP uh, that connects right to TradingView. So you can execute all your trades right through TradingView and you oh, just shit. pay for the commissions, which is like, yeah, the commissions are pretty cheap. It's like 88 cents round trip. Uh, no matter how many contracts you take and you just have to pay for the data and all that other stuff. But yeah, it's not too bad. And the commissions aren't bad through AMP as well. But I know a lot of people use them and like Trade of A is another one. But yeah, yeah. primarily just doing prop firms for now. Yeah, dude, that's that's sick. I mean, I'm going to flip the subject, dude. I just want to get this over with. I owe you two motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. We've been making these bets. Um should we bet since Ty Tuivasa knocked out or got or he knocked out Derek Lewis? We've been making these shoey bets. And this is my second time on the the wrong end of it. We gotta make one for, for this week though, because I feel like oh, fuck, never mind. I was gonna say I took two underdogs, but I only took one underdog. I took I took Johnny Walker. You took the underdog in the first time. Dude, Luke. Johnny Walker's exactly. so washed. Oh my god. I fucking Lord. hate Johnny Walker. I thought he was gonna be able to last chin. Glass chin. <laughs> so annoying. I knew it. I mean, I but saw anyway. it right when I saw you were on Walker. I was like, nah, we're betting a shoey on this. It's and not like, happening. Should we, should we bet? Wait, you're betting against the guy that's negative 250? Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> I gotta show All day. Hand. You guys, we got to find one for this weekend, though. I mean, I feel like I think we're, we're in agreement. Yeah, we were on the same side. I got to get this on me. Yeah. That'll ruin my. Oh, your, <laughs> your bib. Bid, it's like bro. you're in a barber chair right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got my haircut <laughs> for this fucking podcast today. Oh, there we go. You're Hell yeah. Fresh to death. I feel good. <laughs> all right. Dude, I absolutely like got it all over my face last time, and I really hope that doesn't happen. You got to angle it, man. Like There's angle actually... it to the side? Yeah, you have to because right. that, that lip is too much. That's what yeah, happened dude, the, when I did. I, I lost go... like a... Yeah, you can't to... do it like that. You can't, <laughs> like it doesn't that. work. It's not no, how gravity works, I guess. Oh, fuck. All right. Love it. Let's get it. Bro, what kind of... Drip, that shoe looks old. It is really <laughs> fucking old. This is from high school, dude, and I'm like 23 now. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's spilling it's everywhere. It's okay. As cold as the rocks. There's still a bit left. It's really foamy. Oh! There's a piece of shoelace! <laughs> Ew, bro. <laughs> there's a piece of shoe. I gotta get that. He goes to taste it again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Alright. Fucking hell, it's still dripping, though. It must have soaked in. Ugh. Who, uh, who do you have this week? 
Um, <clears throat> that tasted grosser than the first one. I think it's because the first one I was like already drunk. Like I was like <laughs> off my rock. There's one in my mouth. There's shoelace in my mouth. But so gross. Um, this week, let me pull up the card. We can talk about it quick. I got I got Makashev in the main event, but I think it, he takes at least until like round three or four to get it done. He might not even get it done inside the distance. He might he might be a decision. So I'm on that bet wise, but I got Makashev for sure in the main event. I know most of you guys do too. I got him by sub. Yep. Yeah. Sub. I I'd rather take the over on that to be perfectly honest. Minus one sixty two on over yeah. one and a half. I don't think Green goes down like Hooker did, you know. I don't think quick, so. I don't so. think there's a chance. Like I don't oh. think Within the first two rounds, I don't. I would take the over two and a half if I could, but mine didn't open that yet. But I don't think he goes down like that at all. Tony, you got you got Makachev. Yeah, I, there's no way. What's this like? Two weeks notice or a week and a half notice yeah, for Green? He just fought two yeah. weeks ago too. There's no way. And Makachev's yeah, he's good. Yeah. So I got I got Misha Serkinov over uh, Wellington Terman, pretty hardcore as well yeah, yeah. As, as do i that that's probably my main bet yeah i'm going heavy on that i think Serkinov, they're like really down on him because he's like just sucked his last fight i guess he like just like got punched in the face a bunch of times like that was it he just got like poked in the head multiple times every round and lost in like basically a jogging match but Terman is booty and i think on the ground Serkinov is like pretty pretty fucking good and i think he can Put something together. When's the Covington fight? That's the next uh, weekend. It's March, next? March 6th, I think. March 6th or 7th. Oh, wait, no. So it's the next weekend, man. Yeah, the Dude, Covington weekend. is going to... Bro. I was just going to say the exact ground. same. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same. I would thing. put my house on Covington. Like, I would literally wager my entire life on Covington for some reason. I don't know. I just feel that strongly about it. I would love if he didn't. Yeah, yeah I'd love I'd for him love to get beat. It'd yeah, be nice if he got fucking flattened, but here's okay. Here's a really interesting fight: Armin Sarukian versus Yoel Alvarez. Who you guys got on that one? Mm. That's a tough one. To be perfectly honest, I was thinking about not even betting that. To be perfectly honest, but I would I would take Sarukian. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I'm not gonna bet it, but I would take Sarukian too, just because I think Alvarez had one really good fight when he didn't even make weight, and if he makes weight this time, dude, he is like. I think he's like six foot something for 155. Let me see how big this dude is. It's like six, six four or something. Yeah. Six he's... three for 155 pounds. Six foot three. And he's not like skinny, skin and bones. He's got muscles too. He is defined. If he makes weight this time, I think he has like two and a half minutes of gas in him. And then he's just going to like lay on his back. Like I think Sarukian takes him down. Isn't able to finish him or anything, but I think Alvarez just lays on his back the rest of the fight. I like the way he fights Alvarez. He's uh, fun, dude. Yeah. He's so fun. Yeah. And he's gigantic. I also like, I like Frey a lot versus Hannah Goldie a ton. I mean, I think I that's going to be my yeah, other that's big That's my biggest bet. That's my biggest bet. I, yeah. card. I but... mean, Hannah Goldie is fucking jacked to the grills, but to be perfectly honest, I mean, her ground game isn't great. Her striking isn't great. You know, she's really slow on the feet, so I... I like Frey in that one. I think that's going to be my biggest bet for the weekend. Okay. I can't wait to see uh, what the hell's her name from. Uh, it's not Bellator, I don't think. Um, who's a free agent? Who's going to sign oh, with the Kayla UFC? Harrison. Dude, I oh, can't wait to watch. Lady? Yeah, I can't wait to watch her fight. 
don't she's, know anything about her. She weighs like 150 She's basically a dude. Pounds. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to open a new <laughs> weight class for her, bro. For real. Yeah, I wonder answer. if she can cut to 145. I don't think so, dude. She's got like abs when she fights. <laughs> yeah, she's huge. Uh, Ant, yeah, what are you drinking right now? I don't know if you said it. It's a IPA. Can you see it? Oh, is it blood orange? Yeah. That looks fire. I love blood orange. That's my favorite flavor. It's really good. It's by, um, who the hell is it by? Looks like it's Flying Dog. Flying Dog, yeah. Whoa, yeah. with the fucking eye. Booch over here saying Flying yeah, Dog. We, we, so... dr- we drink those out here in PA. <laughs> that's good. It's I mean, good. Dude, that's oh, funny. Booch, you're from PA too? Yeah, I am. Okay, okay, cool. Dude, all right, I want to get a little into uh, into trading. I know usually, man, we got these, these uh, like, setups like we got like a paper that says we're gonna go through this every day but with you guys i mean we talk every single day so i was like we're just gonna raw dog this go straight into just talking and shit so what do you guys kind of think is your main trading strategies um booch we'll start with you and then we'll move to anthony but what would you say kind of is your bread and butter so lately it's been just accumulation and distribution based off of wyckoff so basically, I'll look for something that's run up, you know, basically run up, left a bunch of imbalances below. So I'll look at volume profile and look at, you know, there's orders still down there that need to be filled. Typically, price moves towards liquidity. So I'll look at like a white off accumulation. It's run up. I mean, a lot of people will look at that accumulation and be like, oh, this is a bull flag. Like this is going to break out. But when you look at it, and I'll also pair it with like RSI divergence as well. I saw, Aunt, you just did a uh, lesson on that. But so basically, as RSI is going down, price is going up. So I'm looking at that, and that's bearish RSI divergence, meaning that this push up is weak. And that sellers should take control and fill out that imbalance on the lower side. So I basically look for that. And then for bounces, as I played today on ES, which is the SP. 500 futures i looked for bullish rsi divergence and that's why i played those bounces for like 10 15 points at a time so i mean those are the main ways that i and i try not to trade breakouts because breakouts have been terrible yeah. <laughs> lately as we've all They've seen fakes that's why i don't touch breakout. small caps <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not touching a breakout um unless it's a breakdown below if it breaks below like a key support level and breaks and bases below you know i'll take that but I mean, that, that's basically how I've been trading lately. Just a couple different setups. Try to be done by 1 o'clock in the afternoon and do whatever the hell I want for the rest of the day, basically. That's how we like it. Yeah, All right, absolutely. Anthony. You're an underrated options guy. I, uh, I stalk you. I mean, sometimes I just hang out in the mob chat. I just, I just sit there and watch what you guys are talking about. But you're you're like a dude who doesn't have a lot of followers on Twitter, doesn't have a lot of, you know, like people around you. All my that followers like... are my friends, like <laughs> real life friends. Yeah, but but this dude, you're you've been hitting some stuff. I know you're like the daddy of Goldman Sachs. So uh, give yeah. us the secrets. What are what are your options strategies? Um, lately, uh, I, I've been I haven't been able to work from my setup. Lately, I've been working in office, so I, I don't have much time, much time to trade. I can really, I can scalp, and that's that's kind of it. Um, but lately, as in like the past two, three weeks, I've been just keeping it as simple as possible, charting out pre-market highs and lows, playing the open, 
being done in 20 minutes and getting back to my job. How do you play um, the open? Pre, just literally pre-market highs and lows. So That's or it. basically or but not the first 30 yeah. minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, you I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I guess I mean, you so guys straight know, in that zone kind of? Yeah, there's a feel. There's a feel when you see something running. When like I watch the tape a lot, that's that's a pretty big part of my, especially at open. Um, I like to see the candles. I'm trading only on the one and two minutes um, at the open, and like uh, what did I trade today? Zom, um, Exxon. Like it, it's gonna give you. I, I I don't know how do I say this. It's gonna give you that. It's gonna push lately. It's gonna push to the pre-market high or low. And either bust through it or fall through it, right? Today was the picture perfect setup on Zom. Right when it got to pre market high, what did it do? Knife down. I seen that. I seen it happen twice. Me and RB from Ants Room played that. Love um, RB. Today. He's, yeah, he's fantastic. Super happy to meet him. Um, but it, it's very, very, like, I'm not, I don't have a bunch of crap on my screen. I, yeah. I when I have, when I have my setup, like when I'm at home, I have the Ripster Clouds, and I trade with that a lot. I mean, Ant's teaching supply and demand to me, and I, I know we talked uh, on Twitter the other day. Just like there is a difference between supply and demand and just support and resistance. And yeah, people, that... uh, you know, people always ask me all the time, like, dude, it's the same thing. I'm like, dude, no, it's not. Like, Mm-mm. you, you could get. On the queues, you could get a dollar and fifty cent demand zone. That's not support. I mean, it is in. It is essentially a support zone, but if you're, you know, like support and resistance is a finite number. If you're only looking to play that a bounce off that finite number, a lot of ninety percent of the time you're gonna miss the move. So, I play. I do. I do key levels. Um, but my key levels are so often. Like I have like seven of them on my on my chart like one of them is the beginning of the supply and one of them is like the end of the supply mm-hmm. it's a little different than what you do because you have like the supply and demand both mapped out as like a box with a shaded interior mine is like one is supply one is demand and i know exactly what they are going into the day so it's like somewhat supply and demand and somewhat key levels at the same time yeah. i don't know it's like it's like a little fucking weird but it's it is it's kind of the same thing but kind of different at the same time people ask me to like They'll be like, oh, well, if we're going to talk about supply and demand, I might as well talk about this. But they'll ask me, like, how do I know how to play a zone? Well, essentially, you just wait to see how it reacts. You're not trying to, like, predetermine the move because, say, something falls into demand. You can play that either way. You can go long if it bounces, and you can go short if it breaks through and confirms. So, you know, it's all about really being patient, like, watching how price action reacts, like, once it enters the zone. That's what you're looking for. We haven't talked about that enough, like the reaction to levels, because that's something I talk about daily on the live streams is, you know, like I'll be talking, I'll be like, oh, spy heading up to this, this key beginning of, of supply. I'm going to, you know, watch how it reacts to this level. And we don't talk about that enough because when it, you know, breaks through that level, it breaks through with high volume, you know, like that's something that you need to notice if it breaks through with, you know, medium volume and then high volume comes in to stuff it. That's something you gotta notice. Those are those are both reactions that you need to like key down and uh, yeah. 
I guess. I mean, buy it, support, sell it, resistance is like a very common phrase in stock trading. What happens if you knife through support? Support. Yeah. You, feel you know what I mean? Being like flip. being able to recognize yeah. whether it's you're actually going to knife through it or if this is just a wick. Like that's another problem with key levels versus supply and demand is key levels you're gonna you're gonna get wicked out sometimes. Oh yeah. It all 100%. comes down to patience for that oh. to me. Like it comes down to patience, like letting those candles close. Like a lot of people will wanna go short if you know you you have a key level here and it breaks right below and everyone's like, go short. And I'll see it in the Discord all the time. People are like, so it's below the key resistance. We go short, right? And I'm like, no, we still have four minutes on this five minute. Or we still have um, six minutes on this on this 10 minute. We got to wait for that close. And then when it closes, I'm not even done there. I need to see a retest and a confirmation. And then there's an A plus setup. If it was just a candle close, that's a B level setup. Yeah. So for, like, for people, they, they need that confirmation. It's something today too. I was I went over this and it happened in stream this morning. Like, Spy had wicked through demand four times, four separate times. It just wicked through and bounced back, wicked through, bounced back, and did that four times. And then um, Shelly in chat was like, are we waiting for confirmation? And I'm like, yeah, like even though it's wicked through, we're not trying to jump in because um, every time so far it's bounced back. So, um, And we watched it eventually confirm underneath and then flush pretty good. Um, so that's things like, you know, you get good with those and get better with waiting for that kind of stuff with screen time. You know, people want to, people see something flushing hard and they see it wick through, they immediately jump in just for something to bounce back and they immediately are holding on to that, you know, or break even best case scenario. So I don't know. That's just things that you, you know, with experience um, and screen time, you get better with. I feel like whenever something approaches a key level, like two things that I'll do is one, I'll watch the tape. I'll see if somebody's slapping size on the ask or above the ask, really. And then I'll also wait for a one or three minute higher low as well. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be nice. late than wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. a good way that like I'm I'll play out Write that levels. up on my thing. I'd rather be late than wrong. I'm gonna <laughs> that's write a good, that that's a good that's phrase real good. right there, Mooch. That's real I mean, good, man. <laughs> if, the curl, if the curl is real, like you're still going to get your money. You're still going to get your 10, 20, 30% off that maybe sometimes more on the runner. If yeah. the curl is actually there and not just a little dead cat bounce and then more death. Yeah. You know, you're still going to make your money. You Boots know? probably so knows that, this today on, on the cues that that exact thing happened. It bounced out of demand and then started to pull back. And I literally said in chat, I'm like, this is, this may be a micro move in the overall downtrend. This may be just be a bounce out of demand to continue lower until you see a higher high and higher low. And what did it do? It put in a higher high and the higher low was back testing demand and it bounced hard. And I entered that and it was a great play. So one of my buddies, uh, his name's Emu. He's a futures trader that I trade with pretty much every day. He taught me that, you know, you get your higher high, you wait for the higher low and then you draw fibs on it. And then when you get a 50% retracement from that higher low, there's your confirmation to go long because typically it'll pass through that 100% and then it will go to your 1.168, whatever percentage that is. Yeah. So he taught me that basically. I mean, it works with SPY. It works with QQQ. I don't know how well it works with other tickers, but I mean, those are the two main things that I trade. So if you just wait for that, yeah, if you wait for that 50% confirmation, you're still going to catch a good chunk of the move without getting, you know, screwed over Yeah. or by getting in too early. It moves your your like 
batting percentage up because if you wait until you're just like you're just hitching a ride essentially when when like you're buying these i see a lot of people on twitter buying these like curls to the downside um you know they're saying like this is the the beginning of that downtrend like it's it's been running things have been running and then it starts to curl downwards they'll be like buying puts and they'll be like this is this is the reversal uh, without confirmation at that point like essentially you're just like hoping you're just like all right well i'm gonna jump on this rocket and i hope that they launch it but like if you were to wait for you know confirmation a candle close and a retest of a level then you're jumping on as it's already started moving. You're jumping on as it's already begun because I see people trying to time bottoms all the time. And then I see those tweets deleted 15 minutes later. That's you. You try to time the bottom. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes does sure. it, I bet it pays though sometimes, but some you probably get fucked a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's I the biggest do, problem. Like, I don't do it anymore. Like yeah. you can't, you can't. I mean, Teddy, how many times have you told me or just said in general. We had a lot of talks about it. There, I remember there's a lot you. of there's a lot of times when, yeah, one percent's definitely attainable for me for sure. But, I mean, we were in chat. I don't know, like a few few weeks ago, or you were streaming, and I was like, I'm holding this for more, and you had already cut at twenty percent, and I'm uh -huh. like, I, I'm going to take hold this more. Like I don't see a reason to exit this yet. And yeah, for sure, it definitely pays off some of the times. Most of the time, it doesn't. You know why yeah. it's so dangerous is because it, it does pay sometimes. Yeah, so you, that's it. Yep. you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm right. So it's that's gambling, the biggest baby. problem. Like, yeah. You're going to hit that slot and hit that like 200%er every once in a while, and it's going to be addictive. But then like the 20 other times that you go negative 10% after being up 10 or 20% is immense. It's just going to eat away at your account and your confidence over and over and over. Yeah. But I'm just going to trade on Fridays from now on. Just Fridays. <laughs> I'm ever gonna try. Lotto I'm, Fridays. Your name Lotto was, Anthony, baby. was Lotto Fried Anthony or something like that. It's, it's been it's been legit. Like every, I'm not gonna say every Friday. I'd probably say Booch. You, I mean, you're in all these these discords too. Four yeah. times since like June, where I didn't change my name because <laughs> I didn't hit a hundred percent on Friday. That's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that like, and that's no, not me bra bragging. Friday, that is quite is my worst it, day. Friday is is by far my best day. Ignatius from Mob Chat, he always sucks on Fridays. He's like, I don't know how you do it, dude. I really don't. It's because those zero DTEs are so I tempting, know. man. They're so They're tempting. Great. I sit there and I'm They're like, my favorite. I'm like, man, these zero DTEs. The upside of this, it'd be so nice. And then I take one and it like moves like four cents down and I'm down twelve percent. And I'm like, dude, I don't yeah. know what the this fuck is, is the going on. Right yeah. Now. yeah, exactly. <laughs> me, That's me funny. and my fiance have a rule that I just don't trade on Fridays because she works from home on Friday. So oh. I come out of the office sometimes like, up oh, well. Some Fed speaker said something, and my options went down sixty percent. She's I, like, "I'm I, sick of fucking tired of hearing you <laughs> talk about that." I rarely <laughs> like trade trading Fridays. on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, I barely trade Fridays. Yeah, um, I, I use that as a study day. Yeah, too. But I mean, I don't know if it's because like I literally don't have any free time, and Fridays I like go to the grocery store or whatever. <laughs> like, but I I try not to trade on Fridays. I mean, I do stream in the morning. Um, last Friday we traded commons on stream and I'm going to do that this Friday. And I kind of like that idea just to switch it up and not just primarily trade options, but, um, Are you trading small caps in or uh, large cap commons? No. So, uh, I've only 
I only started streaming commons for a week now, and last Friday it was, you know, there was one penny runner. It was Hook. Um, and oh, yeah. It was, you know, it was a penny. Um, I'm not trading commons on. It's so hard. Like, you know, I can't trade. I really can't go in and trade commons on something like, you know, that's $20, $30 because I have to think about, like, who who are the majority of the people in my Discord? They're, they can't do that. You know what I mean? And so it's this I, weird conundrum of... Bro, I do that same thing. I trade Tesla options behind the scenes because who the fuck is going to buy a $2,000 option? And people then be literally can't. into it or some shit. Yep. Like sometimes I'll be like, I remember I alerted a Tesla and I was like buying a starter and someone said, fuck off. Like they were like... <laughs> <laughs> someone literally just said, it's fuck true. off. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were a like, starter. Tell us how you really feel. The fill. Like, they were no, like, I'm not doing fuck this. Off. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to be done with this. So that's yeah. funny. I get what you're saying. Ain't. Topic. Have you guys looked at Home Depot? Yeah. Um, see I what went... Home Depot did recently. Wait, what did they do? Go look. Go look at the chart. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, maybe this will be the beginning of our bullish versus bullshit. We're going to hop into bullish versus bullshit now, ladies and gents, <laughs> starting with Home Depot. All right. You know, it's, it's crazy out. Holy shit. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> uh, not a clue. All I know is I, I that's on my the number one stock on my do not trade list because that's my biggest loss ever. But, God, if <laughs> I, I wish I would have gotten in on this. I want you know I want what's thing to die. Yeah, so you know bad, what's dude. scary, dude. You look at the queues and spy and everything, and look, it's they're in the middle of nowhere. They're, I mean, they're quite literally in the middle of nowhere, and it yeah. there's there's you no see underlying. Terrifying. The, the weekly on the queues. Yeah, the spy, spy weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so bro. I before you got in here, I was saying oh I started goodness. right before close. I started adding spy calls. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this dude's week. long. Yeah, this dude's yeah. long on the spy. Because okay, so we had a huge drop today. Go look at the volume profile from today. I mean, it's I low. when I chart, I use uh, futures because I find the levels on the futures charts on NQ and ES are better than QQQ and spy. Yeah. Sometimes they'll hit a key level on both of those charts, or you won't see it on spy, and you'll be like, "What the hell just happened? Spy just bounced the full dollar," and it's like. Yeah, you need to look at volume profile on ES, but I mean, we dropped down so hard today and created such an imbalance, and there's literally just a volume desert in between there. There's so many lower volume nodes and stuff like that. Those orders are going to need to fill. That liquidity yeah. needs to get filled before we lay down. Well, if you look at so Q's, I'm, it dropped 13 points today or something, I think. Yeah, I, was looking I, saw, I, saw, I saw Q's were down 2%. Here's my okay. So I took you up on another shoey bet. Yeah, I think we haven't yeah. talked about this yet. I took you up on a shoey bet that spy will be all time high by the end of April. And here's why I think it will not be all time high by end of April. Those high volume days, like the 30, 31st of January. Oh shit! No, I'm on the weekly. Never mind. Those high volume weeks, like the. 31st of January that week, the 7th of February week. I think that's where they end. So they end on those dates. And then also the 14th of February, they're high volume, but they're also really, really tall upper wick. And I see on the weekly, there's a huge um, volume gap from like 410 down to 400, but it actually goes to like 395. 
but I, I think 400 will probably be a psych level. So I think we have to test 400 before we bounce. And so that's why I took you up on those April. Like, it's, it's just a friendly bet. We don't really actually give a fuck what happens. We're both yeah. going to make money no matter what. But, like, I yeah. took you up on those because I think we need to test 400. And I don't think we're going to see 400 to 470 or 480 by April, by the end of April. So that's why I took you up on it. And I think 400 is going to be have to be seen before it bounce. But there, there's the the babyest of gaps. Um, yeah. On the weekly. I know what you're talking about from um, 400 to 403. Well, it's 403, I think. Yeah, 403 to 401-ish yeah, to 400. To like 400, yeah. Yeah. Because Weeble lets you do that, like add the gaps or whatever in there. <laughs> I got nice. dude. <laughs> I got nice. it. I got it mapped out because I'm ready for if that ever happens. I'm ready to go long or go short on calls, you know, or not short on calls. Wait, dude, what? I, I drank a fucking little too much already, but... <laughs> um to go like go heavy into puts <laughs> if we break that like 404 level and we're seeing like 40350 i got yeah. it i got it ready i got it i even have an alert set to be completely honest where i get an alert to my phone because i'm ready for it there's also a bunch of other um that's dude that's actually an underrated tip that we need to talk about is if you can find gaps on like dailies or weeklies and then like set alerts for them on large caps you can find large caps to trade like probably like once a week where they're in a gap come, you know, open and it'll be so smooth. It'll just be a downtrend and you'll just be like buying puts, you know, 30 minutes into the day. And then all of a sudden it'll just downtrend for, you know, four hours and you'll have, you know, a hundred percent, 200 percent. So setting alerts at those gaps is something that you guys should definitely, if you're listening to this, keep funnily, an eye on. Funnily enough, one of the watches that I was looking at for Friday for Lotto, Friday, Anthony is Dollar Tree. <laughs> If you go to the Dollar Tree Weekly, um, I have alerts set, just like you said, Teddy, on this 121 level for Dollar Tree. Because that's a pretty massive gap um, from 120 to like 110 on the weekly. Yeah. That, that's awesome to hear somebody much better at this than me saying they do the same thing. <laughs> Feels good. I do, yeah, dude, imbalances in those gaps, I do that like... like like a couple times, probably a month, probably like two times a month. I just go through as many large caps. I go to Finviz and I just like screen anything like with a market cap higher than, you know, whatever it is, which basically gives me like the top like 100 stocks. And I literally just go through all of them and I just click it and I look at the chart and then I go over to trading view, look at the chart and I just go daily and I just go, okay, no, no gaps, daily gaps daily no gaps daily gaps and then i just set alerts and it just comes up on my computer if it touches you know like i do like probably like a dollar above or a dollar you know 50 cents above yeah. and if it touches it then i get those alerts and then i get like a possible trading vehicle for today or tomorrow um yeah it's that's an underrated tip that's a good thing you brought up anthony i didn't i didn't bring it up did I? You you technically did. Oh, about you said the, spies about, got uh -huh. the spy tiny baby gap gotcha. And then it got me into it. All right, I want to ask you guys' opinion on something. Um, since we're kind of doing like a half-assed bullish versus bullshit, since this is a real laid-back episode, Tesla. I just want to see what you guys think about this chart right now. This is a really weird chart that I have no idea how to interpret. What do you guys think about it? Looking at it now. We're up. I think it could be forming a massive head and shoulders. On the daily? Um, daily and weekly, I think it could be forming a massive head and shoulders. If it, like, you know, drops down to, like, 600 and then bounces back up to, like, 
850, 8 something, then we could see a head and shoulders. But also that's going to take like a shitload of time. But as of right now, I literally don't know what I'm looking at. So you guys enlighten me. Yeah, I mean, it's in a massive downtrend. I really don't see any areas where it could possibly bounce. It's under pretty much all indicators on the daily. I mean, going down to the weekly, you really don't have, like, it just filled that one gap. If you see from February 21st and 22nd, it filled that, like, little gap where that wick is, where that imbalance was. Yeah. So it's it's basically, like, you know, it needs to bounce. If it doesn't bounce on the weekly, I mean, it's going down to like six hundred. What it dropped seventy five dollars today, dude. It yeah. knifed through that MA fifty, but it was also pretty low volume as well on the daily. I mean, that's what Booch was saying was low volume today. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it might see some bounce, but I mean, I think personally, Tesla is just overvalued as a company. I, I mean, in general. This I is mean, I hear you've you've talked about that before on the hall, Teddy. I mean, you, mm-hmm. your opinion on Tesla, just based off of like their market cap and everything like that. I think they're Revenue. personally overvalued. My that, yeah sales. My honest answer, dude, for something that looks like this or like a majority of the charts now, there's like you know people want to have a bullish bias for I don't know what reason. Maybe they don't know how to trade both ways. 2020, that's the reason. Yeah, dude, but like when you look at a chart like this, (laughs) when you look at a chart like this, what could possibly signify any any bullish bias? There's nothing. So instead of having any bias, just, you know, trade whatever the hell. Trade the chart. Exactly, because like if you go into like a, a chart like this or a lot of charts right now, there's they're just in a free fall. Don't try to time the mm-hmm. bottom. Like if you go and you try to time the bottom on Tesla, you're gonna get smoked. So yeah, yeah. the only time you I try mean, to time a bottom is when there's indication of a bottom, which that's not even really timing a bottom. That's like possibly that's like using information and yeah, that's taking, a setup. Yeah. Uh, look at that daily candle. I mean, there's no bottoming wick. It basically closed at its low. I mean, I wouldn't be bullish on Tesla unless it breaks like 9.43. You see there's that huge gap there on October 22nd from like 9.09 to 9.51. And it kind of filled that in here a couple times. I mean, I wouldn't touch this until a break over 9.43. Yeah. Perfectly honest. And that's that's if it goes back up there. Yeah. You guys want a top top tier setup, an A-plus setup right now? See it. Go look at Microsoft, the weekly, and also kind of the daily. Was, but more of the weekly. They're under shoulders, 300 right, right now. Yeah, there's a big head and shoulders. And it's also, there's like a, a big volume desert from like 275 all the way to 260. And that's like getting tested to the max right now. Like it's on, if it doesn't bounce within the next like three days, then we're seeing that that volume gap. And we're seeing 260, and it's like almost inevitable. If you go look at from the first October, it has that little. There's demand from like it was like 283 to about 283.6, where it ended around where it ended today, under two mm-hmm. under 280, and you know that who the hell knows where that ends up. 266 is my next level on, to, on Microsoft. Yep. I got I got yeah 26. I got actually like 264. It's funny. The way I like to play volume profiles, I actually sometimes do buy out of lower volume nodes. Really? Um, 
I, that's I the actually, first I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah. Let me know. Like, like, give me your, give me your thesis on this. So typically price will, you know, enter a lower volume node, you know, a price where there's a disagreement there. Basically I tend to see if price fill, if the lower volume node starts to get filled in there and if it gets filled in and starts to curl out of there, that means that there is some price agreement at that level. So sometimes you buy the I bottom do, of it. Uh, it really depends. So I'll be watching the tape and I'll be looking for slaps above the ask. Like if, if I see some big block buys above the ask as it enters a lower volume node, I know that it's probably going to bounce out of there. And it's the same way for if it's an area of resistance, I tend to short off of lower volume nodes as well. But I mean, I mean, it's all dependent on the tape basically, but I mean, I'm big on just playing shelf to shelf as well. So if okay. I was playing this and it just slices like Microsoft, if it slices through from 276 to say 260, I might be a buyer down at 260. I mean, my good friend Broda, he's my futures mentor. He preaches fade, uh, just fade the edges, you know, buy mm. on the bottom volume shelf, sell as it hits the top of the volume shelf and hit reverse and short until it stops working. Basically, you know, as areas become tested, it stops, but yeah, you know, it, it's pretty much a foolproof method when it comes to looking at volume profile, but yeah, I mean, and areas like lower volume nodes and stuff like that, I do tend to buy and sell out of those areas. I respect that. Usually the way that I play it is um, if it's coming up to one of those vo low volume areas, low volume nodes, whatever you want to call it, I'll either, you know, if it's breaking down into one, I'll go short. If it's breaking up into one, I'll go long. But I mean, it's always good to see those other opinions and other other strategies. So yeah, it's tape dependent anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if the tape's telling me like, and candles, no, like they're, intradays, they're, they're, they're selling and they're going to cut through this shit like butter. I'm not, I'm not touching it. But if I start seeing some slaps above the ask, I mean, I'm starting to see some price agreement there that, you know, this might curl out of there, but this is primarily on futures by QQQ. I don't know how it acts with other tickers. I primarily just play flags on other tickers like Microsoft, Apple, things like that. But, you know, it comes to ES and NQ, the volume profile is key. It's one of the greatest things you could possibly look at when it comes to playing these charts. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's kind of Ant's, Ant's contribution to my trading is he's given me volume profile. I mean, I kind of, I think, I think I might've been like the 9 EMA guy and you were the volume profile guy. And we just kind of like, Swapped. adopted each other's strategies at the same time like i was like dude i use 9 ema a lot and you were like i use volume profile a lot in supply and demand and then we just kind of like we're like just right, bang two morph. rocks together and <laughs> yeah literally we we're like, like let's two cavemen the same traitor it's <laughs> so funny i mean Ant had a great lesson the other day of when something finally breaks a downtrend you don't immediately buy off that downtrend break you wait for it it to cross over the 9 EMA and grab off the 9 EMA retest. That's, you know, it shows strength and you can, yeah. and you can I kind of use you. the 9 EMA as a guide. It's, there's <laughs> some, that's right what now. I like to do. If, if something's in an uptrend, 9 EMA, baby. It has to, it has to break it and retest it. It's like we saw today on the cues, you know, like it tried a million times outside of the reversal we had, um, you know, the 9 and the 20 are so strong following whatever trend the stock's in, you know, as in an uptrend support, downtrend resistance. 
you know, those are things you want to watch. And that's why I know that's why we use them because they are so strong. So, um, I had a question for you guys though, that I wanted to ask, um, what do you think it could be current or it could be, you know, something you've gotten over, but like what for you, for you guys was the hardest thing to get over? Like what was, you know, to clear that hump in terms of something you were struggling with? Cutting the bag. (laughs) 100%. I mean, when you come as a trader, I mean, I've been a long-term trader, you know, around COVID before COVID, but I didn't start trading small caps until probably December of, I think it was 2020. It might've been. So it was mostly just cutting the bag. Like you would hold these bags and just waiting for them to go up, go up, go up, go up. And then, you know, it never goes up. And you're now your capital is tied into some crap that's down 40% like clove or, you know, whatever. So that, that's the biggest thing is just using stop losses and admitting when you're wrong and just cutting that bag, moving on and try to make money elsewhere. And the day I learned that is, you know, the day I became profitable basically. Yeah, like managing that risk and and we talk about this in on stream all the time is like if you enter something and you don't know where you're getting out of that trade, you're screwed, you know, because that trade may go against you instantly and you're just holding on to that hoping for something to happen. Mhm. Yeah, exactly. Anthony? Anthony? Spotlight on you now. The number one worst thing to happen to me in trading the number one, and it is indisputable, being successful right at the beginning. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. I knew you were going to say that. Being successful right at the beginning is by far the worst shit ever. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I I started trading December 31st, I think, of 2020 or 2021. I don't even know. Like legit, like oh, like a, a little bit over a year trading and seriously i was working from home and i wanted to learn how to do this the first thing i did i joined a discord um i won't name any names but i joined a discord and it was specifically about penny stocks stuff under a buck and prior to that i was just throwing money like the first thing i ever bought (laughs) first thing i ever bought was on Robinhood, one tesla share First thing I ever bought. Sold it the next day for like a eight dollar win, eight dollar win or something. I was like, this shit's easy. <laughs> this shit is so easy. Like eight bucks, free eight bucks. That's awesome. And then, and then I don't know if you guys remember, and I remember like Hugh Henny and those guys were on it. They were on it after me. Was Torchlight, Meta Materials? <laughs> no. Yeah. Torchlight made me so much goddamn money. That I I see it was the worst thing that happened to me. I I won so big, and I'm like, you can just buy undervalued companies, and ten days later you're gonna be walking away with a grand. Yeah. Like, what is this? What is this thing that I've I've just discovered? It, by far the worst thing ever happened to me was being success, successful at the beginning. Beginner's luck, by far. Beginner's luck, too, and, like, dude, it's, like, if you start trading during COVID, you know... Which I did. Yeah, like, which, I mean, a lot of people that are probably listening to this did, too. Like, 
it didn't matter what you traded because you would make money, you know, and a lot of most of the time you'd make money a couple days after it, it wasn't even like you had to hold anything if you didn't make money right away. And like people, I don't know really what happened. Well, I know what happened. Like the dudes on Twitter took over and the pumps and all that bullshit. But like, I don't remember there ever being anyone there to be like, listen, this shit's not going to last. Like if you don't take this time. Bob at. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't take this time to, you know, you know, don't go blow that money and then actually learn how to trade and then use that money. Like, I don't remember seeing anybody doing that. Like, I don't know if people thought that that shit would just last forever, which obviously it wasn't going to, but dude, beginner's luck is just got in. Just started doing this. Exactly. No, <laughs> it's why. serious. Yeah, it's, it's for real. I it's remember, for real. Like back in February, there was like sixteen stocks under a dollar, and I remember seeing like somebody who had two hundred thousand followers just come out and say, "Buy every stock under one dollar." Yeah, and I was great advice you, at the time. <laughs> yeah, which is incredible. I made a good amount of money buying crap like GTE and. Stuff like that, but fucking I remember, ZOM. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Zom. Zom is a Michigan like... company. Zom is a Michigan company, and I was I drove by Zom. It's in Ann Arbor, <laughs> and I was like, "This shit's worth like what did it hit? Like I don't know, four fifty or sh- I don't even remember." But I, I was like, "This this is a joke. What are we doing here, guys?" Like it's some like I drove random by veterinarian it. clinic. <laughs> Yeah, it legit is. I swear to God, it is. I I bet so. Booch, aren't you blocked by like almost every fucking fuguru on Twitter? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you have like a you have like a reputation in our Discord of being like the fuguru slayer. You just fucking go at them in those comments. It's like, a, like I see bullshit on like a Saturday night when I'm you know out drinking, and I'll see somebody post some bullshit, and I just can't help myself, and I'll say, dude, you're wrong. Like, the fuck are you talking about? You're literally leading sheep to a slaughter right now. Yeah. Like, you're literally pumping something just to get liquidity on Monday. I mean, well, I, I just can't help. I can't help myself. You it's know what like, the, the saddest? Go ahead, Booch. No, I was going to say, the people that I follow are mostly, like, you know, good people, people that are putting out lessons. Like, I don't need my feed flooded with crap that's, like, Oh, I made six figures today. You know, it's probably on paper, dude. Like, I don't care if who, it's six like, figures that you made or that you lost. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like, I, I could give a shit. Like, I'll post my gains, but, I mean, nobody cares yep. about my couple hundred dollars. But, you know, my friends do. You know what the, <laughs> you know what the honest to God saddest thing is? Me, but I, I know Teddy's gotten this too. Is like, you'll have so, you'll have so many people that'll be like, yeah. I was in so-and-so's room or I followed, I went heavy in whatever alert from Twitter and I, you know, I lost six grand. That's yeah, the, that's the worst thing, right dude. Now. I, you know how many people that, that I have in there that started during COVID and lost a shit ton of money and we're on, all finally learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Honestly, I get I, so many DMS that are I like, mean, that's what it took me to start learning. Yeah, for real. It was like, it's always like people are like, yeah, I was in so-and-so's room and they would like have a bad call and they'd go away for four hours, come back and be like, my car broke down and my grandma died in the same day. And now I have a funeral to go to tonight. 
And it's like, they would be like, all right, this sounds like bullshit. Like you guys are just running away from whatever. And then the next day, the same exact thing would happen and their uncle would die. Like some crazy shit. And these are like people that are well-known, like 50K follower people. And like, they're like, they would come up with these bullshit excuses to just like act like they like accidentally messed up a trade when in reality, like these trades were just bad from the start and they just couldn't take responsibility. So there's a lot of people out there that'll, you know, try to uh, pull the wool over people's eyes they think that um, they're smarter than everyone else but all you gotta do is be real like if you're just real and you're like if you know your shit and you're a decent trader taking a loss like you can take like multiple losses a day just a few wins in a day or you know have a bad day come back you know it's not that big of a deal i have bad days like at least once a week where i alert things and they go down and i you know have a net net loss on my alerts for the day and i like own up to it i'm not a fucking pussy about it i'm just like all right i had a bad day sorry guys tomorrow will be better that's all it is and then everyone respects that they're like wow thanks man like we learned something today from those losses and i'm like yeah i could have totally been a bitch and just decided to like act like these trades didn't happen or like you know delete my tweets about it nah man like yeah it is what it is but somebody was just fake as hell if somebody was legit let's even say 80% successful on every trade that they make 80%, right? What are you doing on Twitter? It'd be You're a billionaire. Billionaire. Yeah, well, guess what? What are you doing on Twitter? Get out of here. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And it's easy to be 80% successful when you have to tweet something. When all you mm-hmm. have to do is tweet something, then of yeah. course, you know, it's I I'm so thankful for for the Twitter algo that led me to Teddy. Like, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like, uh, it it changed. That makes me happy to hear. It changed. It changed a lot just because of, like, Teddy's not sitting here saying like, "Oh, you're gonna get a hundred percenter here." That literally, I've never seen Teddy hit a hundred percenter aside from swings, like way back in the day. You know what so I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't what, swing anymore. Like, what, I don't do any swings the, anymore. What are we doing? I don't get it. Yeah, it, it, you're realistic. That's why you guys are successful as you are. It's because you're realistic. You know what Ant does? He's sitting on, on his setup for 15 hours a day, talking to people, messaging people, teaching, teaching. people all day. And what does he get out of it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's making his money on the side. I mean, not on the side. Literally in front of his, in front of his chat, in front of his yeah. Discord. So, uh, like things. You can even from bad traders or people that that can front load. I'll even say it: people that can front load. You can learn good things from them. Um. I think I think Ant's one of the best TA traders on Twitter. And with his lessons and with all the stuff that he does for free on Twitter, just learn. Like, that's all you're trying to do is learn and do this successfully for yourself. You don't want to sit there on an alert service. For what? Mm-hmm. So this guy can alert something at 5.05 contracts and then sell into you when you buy at 0.07? Is that what we're <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. Like, Man, you just sold 50 contracts into me? And I'm I'm sitting here supporting you. What are we doing? I'm paying Why you Why would for you do this. that? Exactly. I'm paying for you to front load. In front of me, yeah, you might not be able to front load Tesla or Spy or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's different there. But if you're alerting this BS company from Timbuktu, like, <laughs> you're, the spreads are terrible. You're just selling into your followers, and it's it's terrible. 
I've been in I've been in the discords and it, it you guys are I know getting the taken story out you're back. talking about I you know they're getting taken out back <laughs> I understand you can hit a, a 500 percenter and and post max gains like the whole idea like oh you hit a 527 percenter and then a 427 percenter and then a 313 percenter in one day you're the best trader in the world yeah, people fuck off. Go to Russia. If you do that, it. if those are your three trades, and then you just quit every single day, you should be able to literally buy America in like a year. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like Iowa. Like just yeah, just literally take over my take over my state and be done with it. Just that, fucking take me already, bro. That Hawkinson, Sean Green. <laughs> pe- that's it, dude. That's the thing though. Like people don't get it. Like, dude. Even if there is somebody, say somebody. trades the queues for 300 percent if they actually know what they're doing they're scaling out 15 20 percent you know they they maybe maybe hold one contract like i got lucky two days in a row i got lucky on a friday and then i got lucky on a monday i and quite literally entered something i entered the queues off technical breaks and i got you know i skilled out at 10 15 percent and then i held a contract for 300 percent because i got in before you know there was news the whole Russia Ukraine shit, bro. Is that gonna happen to me every day? Hell no. That's it was Friday. complete luck. Close, it was dude. complete luck. Last I mean, Friday, we I was ta- I was talking to Aunt. I was in Aunt's room and I was like, "Hey, I was like, do you see this bull flag on t- or on Ford?" Uh, that was a or, nuts call. I remember yeah, that. I remember I was that. Like, do you see this bull flag on Ford? And then they announce what EV news like mm-hmm. three or four minutes later. There you go. There's my Lotto Friday Anthony right there. Yep. That yeah, should just happen. The father of Ford saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the father of Ford. <laughs> it was just Lotto. Lotto Anthony saw that. Lotto Fried Anthony. Yo, speaking of Tesla, by the way, something just hit my uh, scanner that they just recalled like like eight hundred thousand vehicles or something oh, like that. Oh boy, that'll Tesla be interesting tomorrow. Wait, right now they did. Uh, no, Lucid did earlier today, I think. Yeah, it was Tesla. Well, this was like a week ago. I just saw something just hit that they're like recalled oh, a shit. bunch of their Model S and Model X vehicles. Yeah, like eight hundred thousand. Tesla 000, have recalled. 000. Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw. Over eight hundred thousand cars this week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it shows the drop, right? That's crazy. That is I don't know if you guys nuts. have ever been in one of those things, but they're fucking sweet, dude. I <laughs> just so test drove one last week, dude. It was. It was. It had white leather seats with like the little iPad thing right here. And dude, I instant torque. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I drive a fucking 2010, 2008, something like that. Mazda three, and I've driven it for four or five years now. Since Mazda I began gang, three. baby. Literally, yeah. yeah buy something cooler. <laughs> dude, it. I literally drive one of those Mazdas from like literally 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And I jumped into one of those because I'm looking to buy a new car and I'm I'm real stingy with money. So I was like looking to buy a new car, but I'm going to spend a little more than I wanted. I jumped into one of those with the white damn seats and I was like, this is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, bro, it had white seats, a little the iPad. Roof, the roofs are so nice. No, too. not a little iPad, a huge iPad. It's, it's as big it's as my massive. computer screen, dude. <laughs> Dude, you know oh, what dude. I want? I want a fucking brand new lifted Bronco, all black. I'm oh, getting my. one, a two-door. Oh, I'm mother, you motherfucker! A two-door sandstorm with the uh, Sasquatch package. Do you have a picture? No, not yet. I, I, I mean, dude, I tell you, I'm getting one because I'm gonna buy one, but I haven't bought one yet. I'm getting I, one. 
when they come out because dude you can't even find one on the lots right now so i'm waiting till no, they come on the yeah. lots, but i am getting one like that i told my girlfriend i was like this is the one thing that like i'm gonna spend my money on because i don't take much out of my trading account so like i just live on like a couple whatever I take some out of my trading account every like month, but I'm gonna take money out. I'm gonna buy straight fucking cash, Bronco, Sandstorm, whatever the hell I want, and I'm gonna drive it for fifty or for fifteen years. Just bro, I went and looked at one. I went and looked at one. It wasn't like like it was lifted how I wanted it, but it wasn't the color I wanted. I went and looked at it. Like the interior was, eh. it was like eighty grand. I'm like, bro, like come on. You'll get one for like thirty five or forty come a year from now two years from now maybe yeah 35 40 i'm waiting dude because i'll be honest with you i have a complete boner over any bronco of all time like any of the old ones any of the new ones i see one one on the road and my eyes get like this big i'm like oh my gosh dude that's a bronco (laughs) it must be like jeff bezos driving that but they've been like putting them on lots and then like uplisting them 80 percent, 75 percent. so yeah wait a year wait a year and a half you'll get what you want I did hold. I did do the whole hundred dollar hold me a cyber truck thing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I definitely did that. So I got myself a two hundred dollar Fisker, uh, Fisker <laughs> one. The the, hold you? the Fisker. And then I was like, they haven't done anything with it yet. So I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna get my two hundred bucks back. But because the Broncos came out, and I was like, man, Broncos are too sexy. But the Fiskers were pretty good looking. They look like a trailblazer kind of. Yeah. I I like the Polestars a lot. I'm actually long uh gdpi GGPI. in my longer term account yeah i have a boatload of shares in my longer term account i I grabbed some around like 11 bucks and grabbed one in like the mid 10s yeah yeah i like the polestar vehicles and they actually have cars on the road (laughs) yeah that's what says more than rivian can say dude i'm just say that yeah exactly you've never heard of that what's the company i haven't either ggpi it's a yeah, ticker. It's a, GPI. GGPI. Yeah, so that's the. Oh, those are sexy little cars. Yeah, so I'm actually long this. I mean, it's down to like a lot. I took some profits around like 1230 from like my mid 10 ads, but I mean, I'm going to probably grab more shares back and, you know, keep recycling. But this thing is. I mean, they have cars on the road. I mean, it's better than yeah. freaking Lucid and Rivian is doing. Like, Lucid Fisker. is literally putting up merch. R- Fisker, Rivian, yeah. Man. Yeah, Fisker, dude. What the fuck? Bro, are they I won't be surprised if they just fucking cut the cord like, on that. Bankrupt? Yeah, I won't I was, be surprised, I was, bro. I was talking to my buddy about Fisker actually this morning, and he was like sending me gifts of like Henrik Fisker, like fake Henrik Fisker, <laughs> like falling out of a vehicle. Cause I'm like, like yo this thing's like 11 dollars i'm like i don't know that's a dollars too expensive to be perfectly honest chair <laughs> especially if tesla yeah, keeps yeah, going I mean, it'll pull everything with it shit, i'm buying 10 and yeah. a half puts tomorrow on fisker just because you guys said it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, there's no there's no support company. you're good you know what i'm tempted to long you guys okay so you guys are gonna hate this but I'm really tempted to long in the IRA Elms, E-L-M-S, Electric Mile Solutions. Um, this was F-I-I-I back in the day. It was a, it was a SPAC go, which, which came public, which I get SPACs kind of have a bad rap now, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a van company. They sell like vans to like electrician companies, like all those companies that, basically you see on the road right now that are vans 
that have like tools in the back, uh, ladders on the top. They sell those and they outfit them. They dropped to a dollar eighty today. It's like a dollar eighty-three or something at close today. It was it was like agreed upon ten dollars uh, spac price, which I thought was overvalued. I thought it should have been like eight nine bucks based on financials, based on company. Um, but now like the top execs left and it dropped from five bucks to 180. And dude, I'm real tempted to go long here because they have like a million cars on the road in China. And they also are going to be like producing like a million or so in America. And it's not like shitty little cars. It's like their vans that are like going for like 20 K and then they outfit them for another like five K on top of that. Like it's like legit shit. And they also, um, have real cars out there and they're actually like they're not in a retail kind of like cars like you know i'm gonna produce you like a little little sedan it's like a nice car like it's a nice van that is gonna be necessary like you can't be electrician and not have a van with a bunch of tools in the back and a fucking ladder on top and whatever you need <laughs> like you gotta have these so i'm interested it's one of those pieces that i have on my ira watch list is this gonna be the safe. first teddy leap option Oh, Can man. you look at look at the January January twenty four, January, January or January nineteenth twenty twenty four two look. and a half call on it. How much does it cost? Let me look. I'm trying to pull it up. Eighty five point eight five. Oh, that's worth a lotto ticket at least. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, dude, that's one a, contract. The, the risk reward on that is pretty fucking good. <laughs> you got oh, no. two years, bro. Exactly. <laughs> If like though Anthony's calling it, I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, is, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not Friday yet, but on Friday I'm gonna have to get your opinion on this. Oh shit! Yeah. But, dude, that's, that's just not. They get bought out by Ford Friday. Yeah. Could <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. Right to like ten. Fifty bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony. You said you had two questions for us. I oh, do. dude, I gotta show you guys this first. I got these white strawberries. What the hell? They're, They're pineapple strawberry mixes. I ate one earlier. Are they, they sweet? Taste, they taste like. Let me taste it again. <laughs> they taste like an orange strawberry. Like if you've ever eaten like a like a one of those like sunrise shakes where it's like strawberry plus orange or something, but it's literally just straight white. Dude, like you, it's just. A, you a ever? Might strawberry. be good. You ever might hear be good, the metal with some tequila or something like that <laughs> oh dude i'd fuck with that just you, fucking bah, 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 in the yeah. bottom of a cup <laughs> you ever in the metal mortar or whatever that person that was like putting needles in strawberries you ever see that you ever read about that there i feel was, like this is gonna turn real dirty real quick no no no, no 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 there was there was no no there's this person that worked for like i don't know they would package strawberries and oh, I don't, and they, they were putting little pin needles in all the people strawberries. Eat them and like people eat like, them and it's get stick them in the roof of the mouth. Oh, imagine like the Halloween candy nightmare when you're a kid. Imagine, dude. No, the nightmare was getting a fucking like, like a, a ra- almond joy. Ra- razor blade. No, if, <laughs> razor blade in your Kit Kat. <laughs> Just smacking a Kit Kat. <laughs> that scumbag that would give you like an almond joy, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, don't I can't like wait to have a dad and I eat all my kids' Reese's. I'm literally going to eat all of them. What? What? Is this from 2018? That needle thing is the probably... needle thing. Yeah, probably a while ago. Growers were forced to destroy entire cops, 
entire crops with financial losses estimated at about $160 million. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. What? What? How did oh, I they ever hear about that? They were putting that's needles like, in the strawberries or something. That's like 50 zoms. That's like 50 <laughs> zoms. <laughs> For sure. At least. Dude, yeah, I mean, damn. it's just a little vet tech fucking company. That's funny. They're like, hey, we got a website now. We're worth 10 fucking mil. No, you're not. Stupid assholes. My favorite moment for Ant is is a collective. Because, like, Ant kind of stays away from the Fintwit bullshit for the most part, right? And he's pretty reserved on Twitter. Like, he'll definitely, like, call some people out, but, like, rarely. Like, it's not really in his mm-hmm. wheelhouse. But anytime people come at Ant, for silly shit like the vix don't matter for one <laughs> the vix don't matter yeah bro and supply and demand doesn't work and anytime somebody matter. comes like i know for a fact i don't even know who said it but i know it fucking pisses Ann off when he said supply and demand. it pisses me <laughs> off to, it, it pisses fun. me off to where my goal is to make them look absolutely stupid <laughs> like, i know and you're not like that as a person so no it but it's so much better or the dude other people on twitter bro the dude the other day that said supply and demand was news and supply was the float and demand was news i said bro <laughs> I saw that, bro. <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? I was like, and okay. then it turned out he was like actually had no idea what he was talking about. With Zero like 5, idea. followers or something. He was like, stealing yeah. all of Maple's tweets and just yeah, copy and was, pasting them. He was copy pasting. Yeah, that's. And then Teddy for Teddy, it's, it's literally every Saturday. Every I haven't Saturday, done it. Man. Last Saturday it didn't happen. This Saturday it will happen, dude. I got I got plans this Saturday, so oh you'll God. to get a little brown to get a little brownie or something. Why is this random stock guy talking about giraffes? Like <laughs> what? Like what is he on right now? The first time I was like, okay, like yeah, he might be drunk, and then it happened like fifteen more times, fifteen more Saturdays in a row, and I'm like, uh, oh no, Teddy gets lit. The best is when you Saturday. get Teddy off of Eddie. Teddy off of Eddie. That should be on a shirt, bro. Dude, I'll be go. honest, man. Most Saturday nights, I just I, I cross over. I have some alcohol. I have a little bit of my chocolate bars that I got from Colorado, and we have a good nice time. little crossfade. Yeah, and then That's I what always we call it the crossfade, I, dude. It seems like there's a new a new like thesis every time. Like a couple times ago, it was like, why are there not as many trees in cities? And then a few times ago, it was like, dude, concrete makes me really sad. And then a few times ago, it was cars look like giraffes. And then it turned into like cars also look like this. Why do fucking like it just? I don't know. It just it it develops every time. Like things just move, and I don't know how to describe it other than. I just get crazy, and then I tweet everything that's on my on my mind. All I think, like the only thing I feel like, I feel like that guy's like get off my lawn. I'm just like these fucking millennials, man. <laughs> like goddamn it, these millennials, man. They're out here, and I love it. That's, that's funny. funny as fuck, dude. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you guys a ton for coming on, man. It was it was a great episode. I think people are going to get some good stuff. They're going to have some good laughs from it. So thank you, Booch, and thank you, Anthony, for uh, hopping yeah, thanks, on guys. the whole. For sure. I got yeah, I got some shout thanks, outs guys. first. I got I got shout outs. Because oh, no, people don't people don't give shout outs on here. Like at the <laughs> end, like, people no. are like, "Well, it's... we're done." 
I'm, it's no, like TRL. Fuck that. No, fuck that. This, shout is the, out. this is the not millennial. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to the mob chat. Shout fuck out yeah. to Ignatius. Shout out fuck fucking yeah. Hannibal. Fucking Tanner. Fuck yeah. A-Brain. Mm-hmm. Austin. Of Love course, Austin. All the Moya. All those guys in there. Shout out to RB. from RB. That's my guy. Teddy doesn't know I RB. Mean, I don't know, know RB. RB, but he's... he's He's teaching me a lot, honestly. He's a genius. It's very nice. He's very he's very nice and very smart. Um, shout out to my Xbox crew. <laughs> oh, fuck shout yeah. Shout out to my Xbox crew. Um, what video games do you guys What do you guys play? We'll move on to your we'll move on yeah, yeah, to your yeah, other yeah. shout outs. What video yeah. games do you guys play? What do you play, Anthony? Everything, dude. Competitive. Right. Anything competitive. League of Legends, Rocket League, Halo, Apex Legends, Rogue Overwatch. Company, Fortnite, Overwatch. Yes. God whatever. damn, bro. That's yeah. dude. I play everything. Does your girlfriend to a pretty hate good you? level? Does your dude. wife hate you? Do you have a girlfriend, wife, fiance? Do they fucking hate you? No, that's my okay. My my girlfriend has a real job and she also is a yoga teacher. So oh, you got the time, she, bro. So she <laughs> goes and teaches from. She'll leave at like six o'clock and come back at nine. Like, what am yeah. I going to do? I got to make sure Isaac, the 10-year-old's fine. And he's we're sitting here. It's Wednesday night. What do we do on Wednesday nights? We run Fortnite, me and Isaac. There you go. Fuck and yeah, Teddy, if you ever need a carry, bro, I know how happy you were that one dub you got. I need a we're carry. Gonna, I need gonna, a carry. We can carry you for sure. I, know, I need to carry you and Isaac, bro. <laughs> me and me and Aunt have played Halo together. Mm-hmm. And, like, Aunt's a good, good at video games. And that's very nice because... I get very angry with people that aren't good at video games that I play with. I don't think we can play then. Yeah, I fucking not. dude. <laughs> my, my literal hand-eye coordination when it comes to video games is like delayed eight years. My parents didn't let me have video games until I was like eighteen. Like I had to graduate and get out of the house before I had video games. So I'm like literally like years behind. You're like ten years behind, bro. Speed, bro. <laughs> I I literally almost failed college because of Halo Three. I did too because I never had video games. I went to college. I never had internet to play online, and then I had this internet, and I was like, "Holy crap! I'm really good at this. I'm You're way lucky. better than I need to be." <laughs> You're lucky, Booch. What do you play? Just Overwatch. You right. what, what do you, who's your character in in Overwatch? Um, Junkrat, Baptiste. I play a little Reinhardt. Play a little bit okay. of everything, but okay, yeah. I'm a Genji Tracer guy. So if I we love... ever play together. I added you and on Zarya. Uh, My Zarya is disgusting. Easily, dude. Favorite. I need to play Overwatch. Sounds like Overwatch fucking fun. All I heard is Junkrat, yeah. and that sounds like fun as shit. <laughs> he shoots grenades, dude. It's pretty oh, legit. Shit. It's pretty. Yeah, good. it's it's really fun. So I know that's what I play. I know I, Ant plays a bunch of shit. Uh, bro, I only play one thing. I only play Valorant. Oh, never mind. Fuck. Well, I play. What do you play? Now? I play. Valorant I mean, that's so hard. Yeah, it's on mouse and keyboard. I play Halo sometimes, but um. You I just don't have any time. Because I was good at CS, but I, I, yeah, I, I got into Valorant and CS Yeah, CSGO. I carry all my uh, in-real-life friends in Valorant because they're all horrible. I just need to know the abilities from, from everybody. I, I don't know them yet. I'm um, the best at Valorant. I beat Fizz one-on-one. Yeah. I also beat Ant Fizz would one-on-one. wax your ass. <laughs> dude, I already beat both of you guys. What are you mm. talking about? Mm-hmm. Nah, fuck. No, you dude. I'm you guys just... on that Rocket League train. Dude, Rocket League's fun as hell. Yeah. There's no, I played there's a couple no times at friend's house. Other so than fun. Fortnite, that might be like skill, the skill ceiling on them, like how good you can potentially be, 
in those particular games is higher than any other game. Yeah, you should come like, play Valorant then. No, I, I I completely understand, but do you know? But do you know I what used I to, mean? I used to play Fortnite. You know what's so funny? I've never told anyone this. Like my in real life friends know. I used to play Fortnite like the cash cups for money. Like I yeah. was like fully addicted. That was I don't for remember sure. when it first came out. You do the dances in real life. Oh, dude. <laughs> The L dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would just, it would like pop a dub and he'd go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> who did, who did, did Jose Aldo KO where he did that? He did the take the L over his body. I remember there was the one that <laughs> Jose Aldo KO'd someone did the take the L over their body. That was, was like, nasty, dude. That yeah, was... I forget who it was though. All yeah. I play is Rainbow Six Siege. That and then like by myself. Oh, okay. Before UFC we end, and and, Madden. Yeah. And. You were like, I was like, I told you a long time ago. I was like, yeah, add me on Valorant. And you're like, or I, I was like, what's your Valorant name? And you're like, what's your Valorant name? Uh, <laughs> like, he didn't want to, me to add him. No, well, dude. He wanted to add me. And I was like, this motherfucker. No, no, like, on- never play <laughs> no honestly, bro, my Valorant account got banned. So I had to make a new Valorant account. Oh, jeez. Um, of course. You got make all that freaking stock money well, and then you buy it- bots. No, it wasn't that, dude. No, no, it wasn't that. I said something I shouldn't have said, like really bad once, like not oh, really guys, bad, but like it was pretty bad. He what, what was it? Tell me about it. Twitter, I got but... some stuff. Riot, don't play, dude. No, bro, it was. I can't say it. All right, <laughs> we won't make you say it. I had to. You guys listen to this. It Go wasn't. No, 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 wait, wait. It wasn't like racist or anything crazy oh, like that. Better not be. No, no, no. Listen, it was. Yeah, no, 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 no. I said no, no, no. Shut. You don't even. Not Somebody will clip this. Man? Listen, it was something about somebody's mother <laughs> that I put in chat and typed it out, and I got banned. That happens. So. I will say that happens because I got banned for nearly the same exact thing. It said so. This is the story that happened with me on Xbox. They have this thing where, like, you can get banned for a month or you can write an entire, like, fucking, like, paragraph. Or, like, it was, like, a lot of words. A lot of words about, like, why you did something wrong. So they made me, and it, it, like, has the message. It says why this is wrong. And so it said, please write, like, 5,000 words about why saying. And then it was, I'm going to put my wiener in your mom's butthole and mouth (laughs) is wrong. And that was what I, that's what I like messaged the guy. And this was like a couple of years ago. So I had to literally write like a bunch of fucking words about why saying that was wrong. So I literally just like had to write like, I would not like to put my wiener in your mom's butthole and then mouth. And then I had to like say like, because that would be, and at one point I literally said, I don't think that would be safe for your mom's health because I didn't have anything else to say. I was like, I don't think that transfer right there would be good. <laughs> like, to I, get okay. unbanned. Never go ask to mouth. Yeah, never go ask to mouth. That's I think that's basically what I said, but That's funny. Yeah, it bro. It's kind of disturbing, but you know, I had to do it. I had to get back on that Rainbow Six Siege grind. I couldn't be couldn't be banned for too long. Okay, Teddy, I'm going to talk shit to you right now. Dude, I could spend fucking a week playing Rainbow Six Siege and be better than you. A week. Oh, you fucker, dude. <laughs> a week, dude. Download it. <laughs> That's the what one you, game. That's the one. What are game. we playing on? I, I might have to do this. What do you um, play on? PC? Nah, dude, I play on Xbox. Okay. You got Xbox? It don't matter. Yeah. Do I have Xbox? Oh yeah, matter. dude. Fuck what you. do you think? You download it. We will play House one v one after you have a week's experience. 
a week experience. We'll play house one. You got to do that and into a what, UFC what, gonna... fight, five round fight on oh, UFC. <laughs> I will straight up, dude. UFC again. I'll, the UFC, I'll do the same thing. It'll be a week, and you're gonna be so <laughs> sad. You're gonna be like, "Why is I'll, Anthony so much better with I'll his choke fingers?" You out. I'll literally <laughs> flying armbar you. No joke. I'll straight straight up just fucking jump across the screen, and you'll be down and fucking dead within four seconds. You're I'll break use, the record. You're gonna use Wonder Boy. Teddy's gonna use exactly. Ryan. Exactly. You're gonna I'm use gonna, Wonder Boy. I'm gonna kick your head. Bop, bop, with my and I'm just gonna legs. look up how to beat Wonder Boy. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, and then I'll show up with fucking Korean zombie. No, you'll, you'll play, play Ryan oh, Hall okay. and fucking <laughs> flopping around the map. I'll be jumping on my back and shit in mid fucking fight. That's funny. All right, guys. This right. was fantastic. Thank you guys yeah. for uh, for coming on. Thanks, Thanks guys. for having me, y'all. Have a good day. Yeah, peace out, homies. I should have known. I should have known this was the same. I gotta go. I gotta go and relocate. These eyes and lows. These eyes and lows. They come in phases. I need some more. I need some more communication. It's the way you feel. Until you think about it, night. We live for different reasons. You were fighting.